to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is just a real, real old dude, Rob. I was born in Babylonia and moved to Arizona. I'm Rob. So today we're going to be talking about someone who, I'm going to be completely honest, comes up occasionally. In some cosmic stuff, in 70 cosmic stuff that I don't mm. care about. Okay. Um, so, um, feel like I've, he's part of Nova, the Nova right. canon. So, um, we'll probably end up talking about Nova and, and yeah, so, but yeah, we'll, but we're talking about Sphinx. Uh, who, Sphinx. So, what does Sphinx look like, Rob? All right. So he is, uh, Definitely sort of an Egyptian-themed supervillain. He's definitely themed. I just don't think it's carried out well. I mean, he's a supervillain. So he's wearing uh, some fetching shades of of purple and kind of like a a teal. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good color combination. It looks like he's playing for the Anaheim uh, Mighty Ducks in circa 1995. Yeah, yeah. But you know, he's got uh, he's got kind of the the Egyptian-ish headdress. He's got an ankh on his belt. Uh he's got a kind of a man skirt. Yeah. I mean, and also he's kind of a grayish brown cuz we hadn't really figured out how to color um Middle Eastern people yet in the se- in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, a lot there's a lot of just gray like Middle Eastern people going around in the 80s. Uh, um, you definitely saw that back with uh, the Scarlet Scarab, um, uh, the Asp, yeah, uh, the the Living Monolith. Although he may have been he may have been made of stone at the time, so that kind of makes sense. If I'm remembering correctly, the Living Monolith was made of stone. Okay, so he gets a pass. Time. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that people don't know how to color stones. It's pretty pretty straightforward. You do gray or yeah. brown most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. Now that being said, um, I'm gonna fight back on the onk. I'm gonna say an onk themed shape on his belt. It's it's themed, I would say. But yeah, I mean it's it it's either an onk or it's a Jawa who's trying to give you a hug. Or or it's the Taskmaster logo. It is kind of the Taskmaster logo, but with a with an O on top. I mean, we have that. Um. So so yeah, uh, we. Say the name is unrevealed, and I don't think it's been revealed, has it? It, Yes, uh, this is Anath Namut. Um, but yeah, that's the revealed one. Apparently, he's also called the dreaded one in the Omni Sphinx at one point. Yes, Uh, that's uh, I yes, pretty pretty cool sobriquet, the dreaded one. Yeah, I would say um, if I was going to be called one thing and I was a villain, the dreaded one would be good. You know, dread is something. I think dread is scarier because, like, dread stays with you. You know, mm-hmm. it's something that like festers. Like the like the the fear the the one to be feared is something that can go away. Like you know, as soon as you figure them out. Yes. But, like the dreaded one. Like you know about oh, yeah. them, and you're like you're scared for a reason. Um. Now, uh, as you probably figured out, was born in Egypt and uh, died in Los Angeles. Um, so, Rob, if, mm-hmm. if you know anyone who wants to get married to the Sphinx, he's single. Ooh. Yeah. Although, 
this sort of comes into play after this book was published. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later, then. Yes. Um, so, no known relatives, as far as we know. And first appeared pretty early on in the Nova series, um, at issue... Well, well, first off, there is Cover Peace Theater. Cover Peace Theater. And, uh, yeah, so first showed up in Nova issue number six in February 1977. And so, the Sphinx. <laughs> um, I like how, matter of fact, that is. And so, yeah, the Sphinx. Well, like, it's, it's kind of, like, almost all of the, like, intro uh, titles, the, the intro to, like, a, I don't know, like, a, a villain that they're at least pushing. Um. It's always like the coming of blah blah blah, or right, or sure, mayhem is the mongoose, or something like it's always this like, man, this guy's bad, isn't he? This guy, in <laughs> like some way, um, so you know, it's not. They always have the uh, ellipsis too, like you're supposed to be like, and so the yes. thing, yeah, so. This one ha- this one definitely has some great cover copy though. Yeah, it does have some great cover copy. Um so uh but to get to what the visual components are, um I'm pretty sure those are the champions of Xandar. Z- Am I correct? Not quite. No. Uh, okay. Powerhouse was later one of them. But the other two, this is sort of Nova's Rogues Gallery. Oh, okay. So oh. Powerhouse is a Xandarian villain. Uh, Diamond Head is kind of like a Sandman-y type rhino guy. Like, he's a guy whose body was turned into diamond. Okay. And, uh, the Condor is actually one of the, the bird people, an offshoot race of Inhumans. Okay, I have a question for you. Uh Uh-huh. So, we talked about Red Raven. Yes. Who, I'm pretty sure, was either retconned or something related to the bird people who was an offshoot of- the Inhumans. Now, you know how the Inhumans work. I'm pretty sure we know how the Inhumans work. So, yes. like, they're they're a lot like the Deviants and stuff, where, like, you uh. know, the genetic code doesn't necessarily mean that the powers that you have will pass on to your children. How does that work if they're the offshoots of the Inhuman? And maybe, apparently they were a genetically stable offshoot of the Inhumans. Well, why didn't they mention that in the, in the thing? With the, they just said it was an offshoot of the Inhumans, and like, like if it said genetically stable, I wouldn't have these questions. I mean, I guess if you just have enough bird in humans, and they just keep interbreeding with other bird in humans, you just get a bunch of bird people. Well, like, but like you have, but you have like in the royal family, you have like, well, I don't know, black uh, black agar boltagon's uh, child has come someone like him. Well, that, and I think, you know, the, the Inhumans sort of want that variation, whereas the bird people left, because we just want to be all bird people. Okay, well, I still have I still have beef with that, uh, with the Red Raven. Uh, well, injury. I think you should probably have chicken, turkey, or duck. Um, now, uh, but the cover is pretty good, so we have a classic, just a classic, like, hey, the, 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 be- the main guy is, is going to get beat up. Um, so we have, I'm, okay, sorry, uh, so we have, um, Diamond Head, Condor, and Powerhouse, and mm-hmm. so we have, uh, Power, so we have, uh, 
powerhouse uh kind of diving at him in a weird in a weird way and we have condor who is flying at him and then we have and by the way it's nova uh and then we have uh diamond head who is about to punch him probably in the knees yeah. looks like he's aiming for the knees and and uh nova is is yelling the condor diamond head powerhouse if one doesn't get me the other two will so i'm going to uh give you a hint at what's going to happen uh this is the sixth uh one there's more after this but so and the- also a great uh, little teaser box here as well oh, plus yeah. who is the dreaded one so he's, uh, he's getting that name right there yeah so so we know who the dreaded one is cuz we're about to talk about him yes um thanks so, so yeah his final appearance is the thing issue number 34 um now that may not be true that uh, is not but we don't know that yet do we yeah well no we're we're reading this in you know 1986 or whatever so we are uh, we are blissfully ignorant yeah yeah we don't know anything that happened in the 90s nope um yeah we're investing we're investing in apple we're about to we're we're gonna make a website and make a million dollars off of it the stock market's gonna last forever yeah so the man who would become the sphinx was the head not sorry chief wizard in the court of ancient of the blah 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 blah, of christ okay the man who would become the sphinx was a chief wizard of the court of the ancient egyptian pharaoh ramsey ii or the second um i like to think that uh you know put out with better graphics and slightly upgraded uh mechanics when the wizard's apparent magical abilities proved to be inferior to the powers of the uh, dim- uh, demonstrated by the leader of the captive Israelites. Oh, that's um, that's Moses. That's Moses. Let my people go. So, uh, hey, Ramsey. Um, maybe, maybe. Okay. So, sorry, I'm just remembering something. So, do you know anything about Beyblades? Uh they're like the they're like sort of little tops, and you fight with them. Well, I mean, that's a simple thing. Uh, did you know that? Okay, so according to the anime, they have like spirits inside of them called bays, B U I, and uh, they do great things throughout history. And apparently, uh, Moses parted the Red Sea with a Beyblade. Okay, then. Which means that either Moses, either Beyblades are from God, or Moses didn't know what a Beyblade was, which I would also say is very possible. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're up against the guy who, you know, does God stuff, you're probably going to look inferior in some way. Um, Ramsey banished the wizard. Um, after years of wandering, the wizard happened upon a temple of unknown origin. Inside was a, mast- ma- a mystical call stone. The mystical stone uh, seemed to uh, seemed to bid him to touch it to his forehead. The moment uh, he did so, the stone affixed itself uh, to him and imbued him with vast superhuman powers and immortality. The wizard who assumed the name Sphinx spent the next five thousand years traveling the earth without purpose. 
involving himself in whatever endeavors uh, mankind uh, mankind struck his fancy. So I'm just going to say that 5,000 years, a lot of interesting stuff happened. And I felt like he would have found a cause at some point. Octavius thing. Um, eventually, the Sphinx became profoundly bored with his immortal life and began to search for a means to free himself from the cause stone and its unwanted powers. Hearing of a being whose powers rivaled his own, he traveled to the Himalayan mountains where he encountered the enigmatic, um, mystical sage. Mystical. Okay, I was sorry. I got side sideswiped oh. by the way they spelled sage. Um, yep. <laughs> so yeah, so sage is say g e. So s a y g e. Um, that looks like you might read that as a baby name nowadays. Yeah, that's. Sad but true. Now, X, Aether, X-12? No. Oh God. No, don't it's get, not that. Don't get um, me started. Uh, I mean... Yeah. Um, I'm, he's That baby's so lucky, it's gonna be really rich. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna, just gonna say it now. Um, but yeah, but Sage refused to help him and tormented him for unknown reasons with his predictions of Sphinx's supposed inalterable uh, destiny of internal life. Sage, also known as uh, Ver- Veritas? Is that Veritas? Am I reading Veritas. Right? Yes, Veritas. Okay, yeah, Truth. Also known as Truth. Um, mm. The embodiment of Truth uh, frequently accompanied the Sphinx, again, for reasons that remains unknown. Maybe Sage was also bored. <laughs> uh, the in the mid by the mid twentieth century, Sphinx probed thousands of minds in search of the knowledge toward the mean of ending his life, but with no avail. He tapped into the mind of Richard Ryder, a youth that at the time possessed the power of the no- of a Nova Centurion, a superhumanoid champion from the planet Xandar. Uh, Ryder's subconscious mind had imprinted was imprinted with the knowledge possessed by his alien predecessor, including the knowledge of Xandar's planet-sized computer. The Sphinx, unaware of the precise nature of Ryder's knowledge, nevertheless believed the youth to possess the secrets of thwarting the costume. Um, because of uh, this knowledge, that was in his sub- uh, because this knowledge was in his subconscious, Ryder managed to resist the Sphinx's effort to wrest it from him. Uh, eventually, the Sphinx learned of Xandar from the living computer, Quasimoto, um, my favorite computer that was made specifically to press a button with his eye, <laughs> um, and also my favorite uh, complete, just a bad move by the uh, by the Silver Surfer. Yep. I'm just saying, um, if you're gonna give something sentience, well, it technically adds sentience. If you're gonna give a a angry, sad piece of computer, piece of computer, a body, maybe don't endow it with the ability to, I don't know, absorb cosmic energy. Just don't do it. Just don't. Uh... Just don't. Like, come on. Um, but yeah, but Quasimodo, uh, met him. I mean, I forget what Quasimodo stands for. Is quasi- Quasi-motivational destruct organism. 
destructor okay the the dough part is always what what uh throws me off yeah the sphinx possessed a writer and a number uh, of his latter allies and opponents uh into accompanying him to xandar in the starship writer inherited from his nova centurion uh, predecessor who um if you don't remember was chosen randomly yep without any consideration so i'm just real glad that it you know happened to land with a really stand-up guy instead of a baby yes because it could have been a baby there's a lot of babies that exist Reaching Xandar, Sphinx absorbed the sum total of the world's accumulated knowledge by absorbing it from the central computer. Was that computer made out of a bunch of brains, or am I thinking of uh, Hala? Yeah, I think that's Hala. I think the world mind. I mean, I think there uh, there might be some sentience to it, but I can't, I don't know if there are actual physical brains in it. Basically, uh, the Sphinx got to Xandar, absorbed the world mind, and became, and you know he, so he had the uh, he had that power to finally end his immortal life. But then he decided, hey, what if I actually uh, absorbed all this cosmic power and destroyed the Earth instead? I mean, classic move, honestly. Yes. So because and because he had such vast amounts of power. The Fantastic Four actually called up Galactus, and we're like, hey, uh, could you beat this guy up for us? And Galactus was like, sure. And he did. There was a big, giant fight. Galactus actually pulled the costo and off his forehead and squooshed it, and then trapped him in a time loop where he had to repeat. He had to Groundhog Day it, except instead of a single day, it was his entire uh millennia of life over and over again. Yeah, that's really unfair, Galactus. I mean, make it at least make it the same day. Yeah. You know. Well, but there were there were some time travel shenanigans due to there being two Sphinxes active at the same time. And therefore the, he was able to escape and uh, and battled the thing. But he, he, you know, in order to maintain his corporeal form, he had to restore the costone, and so it didn't work. Or so we thought. Yes. And so, indeed, the uh, the Sphinx crumbled to dust, only to return much later, uh, I guess in the 90s, uh, when he became a uh, a new warrior's villain and clashed with a second Sphinx. Uh, Mariette Karim, a a female Sphinx. She was the uh, she was a lover of the original Sphinx, and instead of uh, being immortal like him, she just uh, kept um, being reincarnated. But she always remembered. Uh, she retained her memories of her previous life. So basically, Moira, but like current Moira. Yes, I guess, I mean, sort of like that, except instead of being born as the same person over and over again, she just kept being born as different people. Okay, so, um, hot girl, but, like, remembers everything without having- Yes. Okay. And also no alien stuff or anything like that? I find the Hawk characters extremely confusing. Um, yeah, they had to reboot their entire storyline, I think, three times now. At least. 
Yeah, I don't even know what they did with Rebirth if they rebooted it again. Mm-hmm. So. And so she and so she ended up altering reality so that uh, the Sphinx had actually won his battle with uh, with Mo- with Moses all the all the way back then, and thus the, the modern Earth was ruled by Egypt. The original Sphinx came back. And uh, there was a big time travel storyline in which they scattered the new warriors all throughout time. And then the male and female Sphinx merged into a single Sphinx entity. Was that the Omni Sphinx? The, uh, uh, I, th- uh, I think so, yes. But the Sphinx has since, re- since reappeared and just in his male incarnation. So I'm not sure exactly what happened to uh, the female Sphinx. But he has shown up, he, he's uh, taken on... Uh, Nova again, um, the Howling Commandos. Uh, okay, which which incarnation of the Howling Commandos? The, uh, the one- most recent one, the uh, the one where you've got um, uh, Orgo and uh, Zombie Jasper Sitwell. Uh, the one led by Dum Dum Dugan LMD. Yes. Okay, yeah, I really like that Howling Commandos. Yes. That hit monkey as well. I love him, uh-huh. monkey. Yes, uh, he was in the first few issues, I believe. Yeah, and uh, the man, man thing was there as a backup. Just like we need, we need someone to burn, burn people because they fear you. Yes. Yeah. yeah um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. Um, maybe I need to go back and read some Nova, but I can't. I can't. I can't with '70s cosmic stuff. <laughs> Like, I just can't. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, well, it's, it, it's interesting, because uh, Nova was cancelled, and they didn't quite resolve the Sphinx storyline, so he came back in Fantastic Four, which Marv Wolfman was also writing, and they finished it up there. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Marv Wolfman isn't one to uh, drop characters. I mean, that was, that was a big thing in the... Often 70s and 80s, you know, a book got canceled and its writer would, fi- or a different writer would finish it up in the pages of often one of the team up books. Or in the case of John Byrne, you make Mantis and then make Mantis again in DC. Uh, 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 that, that, was, that was Steve Englehart. No, Steve Englehart, sorry. Sorry, Steve Englehart. Yeah, the weird Asian fetish thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, th- this wanna... one doesn't quite understand that. Yeah. But, uh, but, but yeah, it's. I'm I'm just I can't I really can't with seventies uh cosmic. Now seventies horror, I'm mm-hmm. all the way down with. It's just seventies cosmic, like come on. Like learn how to be like learn a little bit of brevity, please. Like a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> like I'm I'm all for long complicated like storylines and everything, but man, seventies seventies <laughs> cosmic stuff just like it makes me like question if I like modern like cosmic stuff. <laughs> I mean there's definitely an influence there but it there there is more modern storytelling there and also they also expect the they do not expect the audience to be on enormous amounts of uh, mind altering substances. Uh, I thank you uh Rob for guiding us through the rest of that entry that was almost four pages long. Yeah, uh, and I guess we we can talk a little about the about uh, uh the Sphinx's powers here. He's uh Got the, he's got the superhuman strength. Um, he's got the Ka stone, an ancient jewel of unknown origin, whose origin has been somewhat revealed. Oh, it well, was that's, once- that is so weird. Most of the time, it's not revealed. 
Uh, it's actually one of the many stones from the Cree Lifestone tree. Okay, that's why I don't know about it. because It, it came up in uh, later issues of Thunderbolts, but basically, if somebody got empowered by a mysterious jewel, it came from the Lifestone tree. So you got the Basilisk, um, yeah. Moonstone, um, Dr. Spectrum. Yeah. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody here. Uh, the Blue Diamond. I don't know who the Blue Diamond is. Uh, Golden Age hero. He was one of the. He was a member of the Liberty Legion. Okay, I I like. I think I'm like. I don't know if it's good, but I feel like I need to go back and read some Liberty Legion and stuff like that. I mean, the Liberty Legion is not in a whole lot. You, yeah, it's it's okay. coming up a lot. It's like oh, coming up I, a lot. And, and of course, how could I forget? As a Spider-Man fan, uh, Man Wolf, J. Jonah Jameson's astronaut oh. werewolf son. But okay, so okay, I have I want to push back on that. I know that it's technically canon, but uh, wasn't the stone also something that made him into uh, brought him into a uh, magical sword and sandal sandals world where he was like like star god? Yes. So why did the Kree stuff go to that? Well, it but, was just called the Cree uh, Lifestone Tree because the Cree owned it for a while. Okay, okay. So, so is it? So, I'm guessing it's kind of along the lines of the Psyche Magnetron. Like, it just grants wishes for no reason. A bit, I mean, yeah. Every every stone did something different. Okay. Uh, also, in there is, of course, the Bloodstone uh, f- uh, that was ended up embedded in the chest of Ulysses Bloodstone. Okay. I'm guessing I'm guessing this is a later development because I remember it just says like hey there's this like weird stone that made him immortal. Yes. A Scandinavian man <laughs> immortal. Yes. For a long it, time. This is from uh, I believe the early 2000s in Thunderbolts. Okay, okay. I I keep on saying I need to do a Thunderbolt trade through. I need oh. to just like what? I just need to buckle down and do it. I mean, that that is catnip for a continuity nut like myself. I, like, I have the first couple of volumes, mm-hmm. like, and I need to just read it. Because, and I think like, the whole thing is up on Unlimited. Yeah, I definitely need to check it out. So it's it's worth a read. Yeah, because, like, I mean, I because the, the only Thunderbolts I've read was the one where they took a break from doing the whole, like, pseudo-Suicide Squad thing. And um, and it was the one that was led by uh, Red Hulk, and okay. all of, like the edgy super. I yeah, mean, that one was it was okay. It, it got much better once uh, Charles Soule started writing it. Oh yeah, it had that one scene that I love where uh where Frank takes away the spirit of vengeance from uh from Johnny, and he's just like, yes, I can finally read this book I've been wanting to read, and then like. And then all of a sudden he gets it back and the book burns up in his hands because the ghost, uh, the spirit of vengeance flames him up. <laughs> it's really good. It's a really good, like, two-panel uh, thing. And I, I wish I wish that it went for just a little bit longer because, like, the whole premise of that one is mm-hmm. you had Venom, Deadpool, Thunderbolt Ross, um, Punisher. Did I say Electra already? I don't think so, no. No, Electra. So you Electra. Had, Electra, yeah. So you had so you had like all the anti-heroes basically, plus Red Hulk mm. or Thunderbolt Ross, which is why it was called the Thunderbolts. Um and the whole thing was okay, so we do this team, we do whatever we want, 
you guys can do whatever you want, but then you have to do something for me. Like, and it was just a back and forth. And they drew, they drew lots out of a hat. And they never, they only got to, I think they got to Punisher. Yes, they, they did the Punisher and that took place during the Infinity Crossover. Yes, and that's where that's where we got the the family. Is it? Man, I forget. It was a gangster who uh, inhuman ability got oh, uh, lineage. Lineage. That's it. That guy um, was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he got killed pretty brutally. I th- yes, I think um somebody turned out to be trapped inside him, and they broke out. Yeah, I remember that being very hard to look at. I think that was Karnak. Oh yeah, because he like no. kung fu'd his way out of him. Yeah, um, and uh, they they didn't get to Deadpool's one. They did. They did one of them. I can't they remember had, now. I mean, I just need to do a read through of the Thunderbolts. I just need mm. to just read it because because like apparently almost every incarnation is just golden. And I need to just read it. And it's apparently filled with, like, all this continuity stuff. Oh, there's crazy continuity. And, you know, like, weird villains. Yeah. And, I like, I'm just I'm just a real big fan of, like, weird villains and continuity. Or I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is my verbal promise that I will start reading the Thunderbolts. Just Thunderbolts in general. All the way okay. through. I will... I will read it. I will make it my goal. I have a day off and next Tuesday. So I'll just I'll just hunker down and read it. Mm-hmm. So And then do we do we do we need to do an are they still dead? Um are are they still dead? I don't know. Um I don't let me look real quick to see if they're still dead. I mean that I I know the answer to this. It's no? Is it, it is no. no. I know that's like your that the recurring theme with your these episodes. Yeah, most of the time it's no. And the ones that you really think will come back, oftentimes they just come back and then die again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I so, can't remember if, I don't think, I mean, you know, if the Sphinx died in his last appearance, it was one of those, you know, uh, we couldn't find the body kind of deaths. So it's like, yeah, the Sphinx will just turn up whenever somebody wants to use well, the Sphinx again. According to, according to at least comic, I mean, a comic vine, um, apparently after his, after his death, um, he was in War of the Kings, which is a very good, which was what brought me into Cosmic Marvel. Right. He's um, in that, uh, he's in Nova. That's yeah. a good storyline. Uh, apparently, um, apparently he got pulled, apparently the younger, uh, younger Sphinx uh, pulled Mo- Bloodstone, Moonstone, Manwolf, and Basculus because of the, you know. The Lifestone the, tree. The Lifestone stuff. And... Powered one of the one of the raptors. Okay, well, they also have like weird gemstone power, so they may also be connected to the lifestone tree. Yeah, I think right now they have like a Power Rangers esque team called like the Fraternity of. Oh, the Fraternity Raptors. They're kind of like cosmic assassins, and they also have a weird Nova connection in that they are led by Nova's brother. Yeah, and that's something I want to get into, but I feel like I have to read a lot of Nova to get into it. Uh, I mean, you, there's some Nova, there's some also some 90s New Warriors, which explains why he has nine fingers. Apparently, like, they, Mr. Fantastic worked with Nova to make a Stargate to 
push Sphinx out of his protective realm, and uh, the Sphinx explosively decompressed. Mm-hmm. Um, which doesn't really mean anything in Marvel. Um, like Captain America was shot in the head. Well, was shot and uh, not in the head, but he was shot. But it turns out it was a time bullet. So, um, so I mean, you know, he could have explosively decompressed into a pocket dimension that he's going to come out of later. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, um, apparently he's technically dead. I think he, I think that doesn't incorporate his appearances in um, Howling Commandos, though, which came after that. Okay, then, yeah, then it's not up to date. Um, right. I did not read all of Howling Commandos. I think okay. I read the first, like, uh, the first story arc. Okay. So, um, but yeah, um, so he's probably still alive? Yes. I don't know. He, he hasn't appeared in a lot. No, I mean he's not like I mean he's he's Nova's arch nemesis, and Nova only intermittently has his own book. Yeah, so you know he shows he showed up in three issues of the Howling Commando, so don't know if he died in that or not. So, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it for uh, for Sphinx. Um, for a long time, I got him uh, mixed up with the Living Pharaoh. I'm going to be honest; they're both Egyptian themed. They That's are both seventies Egyptian villains. Yeah, was there a thing going on in the seventies with Egypt? Uh, uh yes, uh, because that's when the uh, that's when the King Tut exhibit made its world tour. Oh, that makes sense. So there was okay. that, uh, and there was also, of course, uh, Steve Martin's uh, chart-topping hit King Tut. Oh, okay. So he that gave makes- his life for tourism. Yeah. Well, um. So yeah, that's that's Sphinx. Um, he's technically maybe alive or something. I'm gonna be honest; I don't care enough to actually look into it even deeper. <laughs> um, so, uh, but that does remind me, I need to finish up reading uh, the Howling Commandos, the mm-hmm. latest one. Um, actually, there might have been another. Was there another Howling Commandos? Not since that one. I mean, there was one prior to that. That was a whole bunch of monsters. Yeah. Wasn't that that was uh, Warwolf was the leader or what right? Yeah, Warwolf. Confusingly, this one also has a Warwolf, but, but, but not that di- Warwolf. It's a different Warwolf. I don't think this Warwolf is uh, tied to Mars like the other no. one. Yeah. So. So yeah, but whatever. Um, I think we're pretty much done. So what, what do you have to plug? All right. So I'm on another podcast, uh, Stasis Pod. It's a Transformers podcast. We're currently looking at Transformers Rescue Bots. And I'm also a member of the Marvel Research Team. Uh, We have a book coming out to tie in with the Empire crossover, but due to uh, points at everything occurring, I'm not sure when that's coming out. But hopefully it still does. And I'm also on Twitter uh, at at RulerBulon, where uh, in something that that, uh, listeners to this show I think will enjoy, I'm profiling a different weird Marvel villain every day this year. And there is uh, so many of them. Oh, I mean, I'm hoping there are at least 366. Um, Have you done Dr. Demonicus yet? I have not done him yet. He's definitely on the list. Well, um, he's my favorite. Um, well, okay, let me let me rephrase that. He was my favorite up until the last last couple of paragraphs of his entry, where he enslaved a bunch of Inuits. Um, before then, he was my favorite for oh, a long yes. time. 
<laughs> but but yeah, Doctor Demonicus. Uh, back when Marvel had a uh, rights to Godzilla. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, uh, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called uh, Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids and similar detail. And I also have another podcast called Limited Theories, where I talk about limited, mostly Marvel series. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little bit of a hint. It's gonna be all, nothing but Marvel series until we do something else with that. Um, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, this has been Alphabet Flight and Justice is Sir. Good night. Good night.